Spiritful Wonderings. Hear it, Wonderings. Spiritual Wonderings? <laughs> Spiritful. Full of spirit. Full of spirits? Wandering spirits. Wanderings full of spirits. Courtney and Rochelle and say hello, Trevor. Hello, Trevor. <laughs> hello, Trevor. Hello, Trevor. Hello, Trevor. Hello, Trevor. <laughs> <laughs> so, play. We've been sitting here and exploring laughter, noticing each other's laughter, experiencing the laughter, laughing at the laughter, letting the laughter bust us apart mm, open our hearts mm. we're noticing that as we laugh <sighs> it's like our whole chest vibrate with joy and we shake whatever loose and just laughing at how different our laughs can be yeah we spend a little bit of time analyzing laughter mm. yeah we got a bit serious about it yeah i think i could spend some more time getting more serious about analyzing the laughter yeah yeah. We weren't laughing very much about that part. No, I'm not laughing right now. Mm. Yeah, I would like to be able, though. I'd like to be able to laugh. Okay, well, right know. now there's like a laughter starting to squeak up my throat. There, <laughs> 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 we did it. <laughs> so I have a curiosity for Trevor. He invited this idea of ego play and soul play. It feels like that would be fun to explore. Uh-huh. Can you say more? Well, I don't know. I just kind of popped into my head yesterday because when I just started writing some notes, I had a bit of a, I don't know, about a half an hour where I was just thinking about it. So I was jotting some stuff down and it just kind of dawned on me that there's ego play and then there's soul play. Mm. And they're different, but they can also play together. Mm -hmm. You know, but there is a difference between the two of them. What's the difference? Well, I mean, the difference is that one is the playfulness of the ego and the other one is the playfulness of the soul. So really we're talking about the difference between the ego and the soul, which is maybe a completely different conversation or podcast. But mm -hmm. When I think of that, when I hear you say that, I feel like my soul likes to play in my ego uh-huh like my soul it's like i go into my soul and my soul gets all like um happy and like expansive yeah. and then it starts to play within my ego within your ego <laughs> and like kind of like um hmm like tease it a little bit uh -huh. laugh at it a little bit uh -huh. get it to like stretch its edges and then like laugh at it you know yeah, because I mean, really, that's kind of what play is for me often. It's something that should feel good. Uh huh. Like, it should feel good for if you're just playing by yourself or if you're playing with others, right? But sometimes people can get caught up in ego play and forget that there's actual the soul aspect in there oh. 
as well. What would that look like? Well, I don't know. Maybe people who are really distracted with like mainstream media and mm-hmm. like watching a lot of television and watching how other people goof around and play within that ego realm. Because you know when you're playing with people and sometimes you get a feeling like the other person genuinely, genuinely cares about you. Oh, that's the best kind of play. And they're doing it because <laughs> it feels good to them and it feels good to you and you both just are like, oh, this is so good. Mm-hmm. And then other times somebody's just doing it just to try and get attention for themselves. Mm-hmm. But they don't really care about you. You're They're just using you to... Get attention. Ugh, yeah. That yeah. can happen too, right? And I've had, or times that somebody um, tries to use play or joking in a way that they can power over you. Mm-hmm. I've had that, like, using you or something about you uh-huh. to raise themselves up. Mm-hmm. Well, that's like teasing would be an example. Yeah. Like, oh, I'm just teasing. Or, right. Just oh, saying. like, oh, it's just for fun. Can't you and just it's take like, a joke? Uh, yeah. I'm not having fun. Yeah. <laughs> I guess that it makes me think the difference is that soul play is more like a play with, mm-hmm. whereas the other play isn't. Mm-hmm. Well, and like Ram Dass says, like the difference is, is that souls love one another. Mm-hmm. And so if you're like, if you're in touch with that, then if you're in touch with your soul, then you're more in touch with being able to have loving play, like being playful in a loving way. Mm-hmm. as opposed to a hurtful way yeah oh man that's such a fun way to love each other is through play oh totally mm. yeah yeah i don't know where like my like that's like i don't know i feel very i'm very grateful just my community of friends and how playful they are mm. I have so many playful friends. It's ridiculous. Well, and you bring that out in people. Mm-hmm. I'm sure I do. Yeah. Whenever Trevor decides he's going to play with me, I'm like, ooh, yes, get to play with Trevor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. You know, Trevor's coming over and you're like, oh, I better get my fun on. <laughs> we had some good laughs around the dinner table tonight yeah. <laughs> with, with Gabe and Jasmine there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah the kids yeah. always love Trevor. Well, Trevor used to write music for kids that uh-huh. was oh man it's hilarious it's just awesome it's not only good music but it makes kids howl mm-hmm. and adults howl. and adults howl <laughs> it like just and it what is it there's something about your um the humor it's grounding Ooh, but see this is interesting is like exploring different ways of being playful i feel like yours is like grounding and light-hearted Mm-hmm. It makes it, it has this, like, it just brings this lightheartedness and it's kind of simple in a way. It's like taking something simple and just like making it so fun. Yeah. But well, it, and with kids, it's different. Right. Like, it's a different kind of play with, well, I get, there's similarities, right? But that's why, like, the soul play is really important with kids. Uh-huh. Because kids, like, I don't know, first of all, they need to feel safe. Yeah. So... If you're not doing it for any other reason other than to just be playful and bring joy into that child's immediate reality, I mean, that's the, it's so, it's so different playing with kids than it is with Mm -hmm. adults. How do you feel? Like when you come, you meet a person, child or not, what is your process for feeling into where their playability is? Yeah, well, it's like you just start being playful. You mm-hmm. test the boundaries. You don't like come, hey, kids, hey, 
I've seen you do that once. <laughs> Never done that. No. No. No, I don't. Unless, unless I'm intentionally, yeah, totally, like totally. imitating somebody yes. and <laughs> intentionally, like my buddy Rick. He used to play drums for us and go go bonkers. And one of our first concerts we ever did, we made our own poster and it said. And at the time we were just called Bonkers, and it said Bonkers, a concert for kids. Uh huh. Because we were brand new, no one knew who we were. We were. Well, we got to tell them it's for kids, otherwise uh-huh. parents aren't gonna know. And Rick, he grabbed that sheet of paper and he read it and then he looks up at me like this. He's looking at us. Yeah. And he goes, Go, go, bunkers and guns and forgets. <laughs> Trevor has a really animated look on his face right now. <laughs> this look on his face. <laughs> And I just, like, I just lost it. It was so, like, ridiculous, like, over the top. But, you know, some people are just a little bit over the top. Yeah. It can be very funny. Because I'll observe adults as they try and play with kids. Because I can just naturally fall in and play with the kids. Mm -hmm. And there's usually one or two that are like, I'm in. What do you got? (laughs) Are you funny? Are you cool? You want to play? Yeah, let's do this. Yeah. (laughs) You can get in there. And then, but there'll be a, maybe a couple of shy ones on the, on the periphery yeah, sitting on the couch. And it's like, you don't want to get up in their face and start going, hey, like, but you know, they're watching. I'm always like aware. So like, it's also awareness is super yeah, huge. Attunement, attunement. Attunement, being tuned in. Yeah. This child is like really shy and, and doesn't. So you just be playful with the other kids uh-huh. in a not crazy way. Like I try not to do crate too over the top crazy too over the top crazy play because it can be overwhelming uh-huh, uh-huh. you know for for kids mm-hmm. sometimes i'll go there a little bit but i mm-hmm. try not to go mm-hmm. too over the top but you, you know yeah. yeah it's being tuned into and usually those kids on the periphery will start getting closer yeah and getting closer and getting closer and then within like 10 or 15 minutes they're part of the uh-huh. play and then they're in because they feel safe but they have to yeah they have to sit on the outskirts and observe and you have to hold space for that Aww. I, I like that. It's the attunement. It's like, because play is a, can be a lot of energy. That's what that makes me think of. Like, it's, it can be a lot of energy in play. Uh-huh. So it's like this mindfulness of how we like direct the energy. How we direct the think. energy. And one of the things that came to mind for me about kids, and I know this is my experience, like in my play with kids, because I really um, love playing with kids is um, it's like feels more embodied. Like, it's very embodied. You're relating. Like, so much of the play is, like, it's just, like, the way you're moving your body. It's, like, the way you're you're yeah. moving around. And that's the play. It's, yeah. like, this, like, relationship that's not um, so mental. Mm-hmm. Yeah, except for, like, you know, make-believe stuff. But so much of it feels like it's just, like, I mean, how the other day, just hanging out with a kid, and we just spent, like, an hour doing different body postures at each other. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, you know, just, like, shake your shoulders. Now I shake my shoulders. Now I make a funny face. Now I make a funny... Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's just, like, an hour of that, and it's, like, yeah. so much fun. Like, that's play therapy. <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah, <laughs> there so it is. Fun. Because, I mean, so many people didn't get that. Right. The kids grew up, and they didn't have someone to play with them right. or to mirror back to them. Uh-huh. Those movements or those facial expressions. Uh-huh. Aw, it's yeah. so fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's wonderful. It makes me think then, like, when I think of how, it, how like, I play with, like, adults, it feels, like, physical, but then it also feels like playing in consciousness a little bit. Mm-hmm. It's like p- being playful with our consciousnesses. 
That's how I, I like see this image in my head of like dancing around our consciousnesses and like poking at it or something. <laughs> like, like, um, never taking our consciousness too seriously. That's right. That's right. <laughs> well, and I've noticed with Chibor, like, you just have this way about you that's non competitive because I've been in situations with uh-huh. other adults where the humor tends to kind of be like slightly one upping or I'm, uh, you know, yeah. it's the one upper. <laughs> the one upper. And you're, and you're just like, it's just, there's, you have zero competitiveness in your, in your playfulness, which yeah. is so, makes it so safe. Yeah. So do you let them one up you or you just, <laughs> you just drop, like, what do you do? Well, they can't one up you. <laughs> totally. That's it's impossible. <laughs> because if you're not afraid to play the idiot, if you're not afraid and you're totally like, and you're willing to play into what, like they, they can't, they can't one up you. Uh-huh. They can try, but if you stay in the play, you can kind of deke them out. <laughs> With some, which is the play. Which is the you're play, You're like showing right? them their ego. You think you know me, you don't know me. <laughs> I know you think you're funny. You are funny, but. Your ego, your ego is going to see itself here. Yeah, it doesn't matter. This is funny too. Look. <laughs> And then can they laugh? Can they laugh at themselves when they realize they've been one-upping? Well, it de- I don't know. Like in the case of adults, I kind of know what you're talking about. Like I've been in those types of situations because there's different types. You know, there's people who are just in the ego and they are, the, and it's insecurity, right? They're actually, there's a lot of insecurity there. So they're overcompensating by trying to be big and funny mm-hmm. and the, the funny one in the crowd. And every now and then someone like me shows up and... Like I like I'm not trying to be funny to like be popular and cool like so every hey everybody look at me I'm funny like that's not why I do it I do it for the play but sometimes <laughs> like it's usually men not usually women it's usually men will be like oh this guy and then they come in and they try <laughs> and, they try it but then they realize that I'm not uh-huh. I'm not threatened. there's no edge to grab on there no <laughs> yeah. and they can't yeah and then but they, they, it softens and then they realize oh. He's actually being nice to me. Oh, this is a nice guy. Oh, and he's fine. And then uh-huh. and then you can actually pull them into a different kind of play. Ooh, mm-hmm. which is the healing. Like, that's the play healing. You're using play yeah. to invite people out of their ego and more into the yeah. soul. In this, like, way that's, like, invitational. Yeah. And Ooh. sometimes they'll come in and sometimes they'll just... Yeah. Yeah. But that's what gone. I love is that you don't have the expectation. You're just like, uh-huh. I'm just... In, I'm here to play. And, yeah. And there's no expectation that you... Join or you heal. Uh-huh. Or yeah. You can do whatever you want. Yeah, exactly. uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Well, and this is where, like, I've appreciated this about Rochelle, like, your um, sense of humor is um, you have this way of, like, um, like with big concepts or big things, mm-hmm. you know, you're so good at, like, bringing in the laughter or the play, like, the lightening of it, uh-huh. so that, like, you're really good at that. Because I'm laughing at myself. Because <laughs> right. I know that how serious I can be. Like, right. when I was a kid, basically... I actually have my, my very first memory as a child is in my crib yeah. and I'd woken up and I guess my mom decided it would be funny to send in my uncle to go get me out of my crib. Uh-huh. And he walks in and he looks at me and he starts going like, and all this like ridiculous. And I just stood there looking and I remember actually thinking as like a two year old in my mm. head, this guy is a complete idiot. <laughs> And I was like, I would not like even move my face to even show any nothing. Yeah, nothing. I was like, yeah, no, no. This is this it was is. just. If, I guess it was like I was sensing. It was like I just have this like 
thing where if there's anything inauthentic, uh-huh. I will not give an inch. Uh-huh. Like, I'm so stubborn, right? right? Yeah. That's why I love Trevor because it's like, oh yeah, it's you know, this yes, is so yes. real. Like this is this is play. It's just like <laughs> sp- yeah, because what is it? It's like it, within that play, it's more. Like I, I, when I feel into it, it's more like you're a dis- you're discovering it together or something. Uh-huh. It's more of a like I'm not coming in with any kind of agenda. I'm just like dropping all expectations, and I'm like showing up in the moment with you. Mm-hmm. And then we're like discovering it together. Mm-hmm. Is the feeling I get? It's like, mm-hmm. hey, will you like drop all of that and just like see what happens with me? Aww. Yes, I will. <laughs> <laughs> He's our treasure in our Aww, community. Yeah. Yay. Well, thank you. Aww. I do love being here. Yeah. I love being playful in this valley. You bring a lot of that. I was trying to think about what my playfulness was as a kid. I I was the like full out like gather everyone together. Like yeah. I was the gatherer. I like gathered people to have lots of fun. <laughs> You know, like, and I'd come up with like things where they were, it was very embodied, like games and like, I, but always lots of interaction so that there was this like interplay between mm-hmm. me and other and like mm-hmm. between a group of people. Cause I always noticed the more relationship was in it, the funner it was. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's your whole essence though. Everything right. Everything you do every day and you do multiple things a day that involve relating to other people. Right. <laughs> it's like everything that you do. Yeah. Okay. So of course. <laughs> It's amazing. Right. It's amazing. Your capacity for relationship is what you're you're doing here. I feel like, though, the reason that I like relationship is because it's like playing. It Mm -hmm. is playing, right? Because the minute you're relating with other, it's unexpected, you know? Yeah. Uh, It's like, I don't know what's going to happen. What's going to happen now? What's going to happen now? Yeah. Your whole body language is like that, too, where you're just you're ready to meet whatever's coming up. Your (laughs) body's just in this always playful mode. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. I'm moving my body like Courtney right now. I wish you could see. (laughs) It's like it's like it's like just yes, my shoulders like and I feel like that. I like feel like I'm dancing through life. Like what's going to happen over here? Oh, what's going to happen over there? Mm-hmm. <laughs> just this constant... You're just always looking for a new place to play. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> what if we play over here? What's going on you over wanna here? You want to play? You want to play? Hey, you want to play? You want to play? You want to play? Hey, you over there. You want to play? Do you want to come over to me and play with me right here? Play over there. We'll play here for a bit. Then we'll go over there and play. And then we're going to go up there and play. And then we're going to go around over there and play. And then we're going to go up those people over there. And we're going to play with them. Aww. You know? I wish we would have known each other as kids. <laughs> I guess we do right now. We know each other right now. Sure, why not? We're playing on the on the on the podcast. Okay, so I have a question. Trevor's holding this, this stick. stick. <laughs> Tell us about this stick. It's a magic twig. <laughs> it's actually a magic twig time machine. Mm. Well, that's what the trees told me, anyways. You're like a play spirit portal. I'm a play spirit portal. That's right. Holy cow. <laughs> <laughs> PlaySpiritPortal.com And actually it feels like that, doesn't it? My cell phone. (laughs) Like play is this portal. It's like spirit moving through. It is. Yeah, it is kind of a portal. It's like the way, because we kind of have to like, when we're like out in nature or out under the stars or in like, I think of like when I'm meditating, like I'm playing in in the cosmos, Mm -hmm. you know, it's like in a way you can't really open to that without play. Because there's like, what is it? There's an open to possibility and connection. Mm-hmm. Like your story, I felt a lot of connection 
connectedness, willingness to open yourself, and willingness to look silly doing it. Totally. (laughs) (laughs) And willingness to commit. Commit. (laughs) You were committing. To being an idiot. That's right. Like a spiritual portal idiot. Yeah. That's even better. Spiritual okay. portal idiot. I think idiot. we made the theory. We were talking. This is the theory. This is the play theory. Courtney just encapsulated We encapsulate. It. You need to embody Commit. committing. Okay, what is it? There was like a, it's a spirit Commit portal. to the portal of spirit through idiotry. <laughs> <laughs> That's the basic. Through idiotry. <laughs> you have to be willing to be an idiot. Yeah. It's true, though, because we were talking earlier about the jester of the court. And, like, the whole thing about the jester is, like, they're willing to look like an idiot, even though they're so wise. Like, they, and instead of walking in and being like, I am the wise Ben, like, do what I say, they're, like, willing to be an idiot. Yeah. Like, that is... And it's so much fun. (laughs) It is so much fun to be the idiot. A lot more fun than being a king or queen, I'm sure. Right? Yeah, Totally. (laughs) Totally. Wow. Some people like to be macho. Right. Like, you know. Can you be macho and playful? Oh, there's another Rick story for you. Okay. (laughs) That Rick. Is he good at being playful and macho? Well, here's a good story. He's he's a good friend of mine. I love Rick. Um, But anyways, we're at the beach one day and the, the guys were being all macho in the water. And like I went into the water and like Rick was trying to pick me up and like manhandle me and oh, like throw yeah. me around and oh, like yeah, yeah like yeah. yeah but and so I just started going uh, uh, Okay so Trevor's making these body postures <laughs> like he's limp I started and being he's really weird waving and his arms around and making it look like I liked it oh, in a really creepy okay. gross like uh, 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 like to the point where he was uncomfortable I'm uncomfortable. <laughs> and he got mad. He like bring me down. And he's like, I can't get you. He goes, you don't let anyone get you. He goes, I try and get you. You just won't let me do it. And I was just like. Whoa, the playful one can't be gotten. He was so frustrated. <laughs> and yet at the same time, he there's part of him that probably just it was lo- loved that play too, yeah. right? Because I was I ha- I wasn't gonna play the macho game. Mm. I wasn't gonna try and wrestle him. Uh-huh, uh-huh. So it's like a power thing, kind of. Thing. Yeah, yeah, I was like, ah, I don't want to play that game. That's but not- could but but this is what I'm wondering though: is could macho could there be a playful macho? There could be for sure. It would just be macho for hmm. It's like. It's like playing with macho to bring light to it. Yeah, and like, mm-hmm. is macho playing just for itself? Mm. Like sometimes play is like, is it just for you? Mm-hmm. Or is it for both mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. of you or who you're playing with? Oh, it's mm-hmm. like a transmuting. Yeah, that's what it, like, yeah, like play feels like this. Because like, sometimes I like, it's like fun. Like one of my favorite things about being in drama was because I got to embody all these different things. And it was like the minute I embodied them, I was getting to play with them. And it was like healing, you know, it was healing, it was transmuting. It was like, it's like, can I hold all these different ways of being and be spacious enough in it that I can move between them all Mm -hmm. without attachment and without like being afraid of like, oh, I can't embody that energy, (laughs) you know? (laughs) 
<laughs> like this is an edge, this energy. But then it's like that's like the playfulness. Wow. Yeah, that's really potent what you just said. Yeah, mm. and well, and it's interesting because clown school. Um, I've known some people that have done clown school, mm-hmm. and that that is deep stuff. It's basically like trans transpersonal, like. Yeah, getting to the getting to the point where you yeah. are willing like that you can embody anything and you can literally slip in and out of your own identity i say with quotation marks oh, just yeah. like a glove so can i comment on that i would love that i wrote something down exactly <laughs> what did i say i wrote down i wrote down sometimes playfulness is a form of vulnerability yeah that's so true i was like but it can help form a sense of power within often oh but it can also form a sense of power within because often when i'm playful i'm stepping into various roles that don't live by the same code Uh that i live by Uh right and there's freedom in that Mm -hmm. there's Mm -hmm. a certain amount of freedom in that because you can step into this other role and then all of a sudden the rules are different. Uh-huh. And if somebody knows that you have stepped into that role and you are embodying that character, uh-huh. then... It just opens this whole It's a different place. playing field. Whole different things can emerge that would right? never emerge. Uh-huh. They uh-huh. could never emerge. They could never emerge. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And, that, and then that can spill back over into your regular life because if yeah. you can find... That's why I, like, I find acting really interesting because... If you can find that confidence mm-hmm. in that character that mm-hmm. you're portraying, and then you go back to your regular life, mm-hmm. you can bring that back, some of that back with yes. you. Yes. And the confidence to like, what I'm feeling as you're talking about that, and I know this in myself, is like, it's like the confidence to know that that's how unattached I am to my identity. Like, um, in the sense of like, that's how much I can consciously choose to engage my identity or not Mm -hmm. and almost like that's part of play is am i willing to step back from my identity enough to allow space to play in all these places to play in all these different places yeah Yeah, because if you can't do that then you're just going to be stuck yeah in this rigid box that you just (laughs) i don't go outside of this play box i can play here over to here and here but no that's weird Keep away Ooh. from me. This is like what? What's the name of this robot? This is like. This is the I play in a small box robot. robot. <laughs> I like my box. It's right here. Stay away. Keep your hands out of my box. I kind of want to hang out with him. You can hang out with him anytime you want. He doesn't play by the same rules that Trevor plays by. <laughs> I've never met that character. I just met that character. That character just all of a sudden they take you over. He just emerged. You have no control. He just filled the room and Trevor was gone. I was gone. He was gone. And like, I kind of had this felt this challenge to figure out how to play with that robot in the box. And like, like how could I help him get out of his box? Right. Like, could I? Like, what? What would I have to do? I I don't know, but I'm feeling very uncomfortable with this. (laughs) And I be this like robot that comes over and does therapy with him. You're a robot who plays outside of the box. <laughs> right. I am I only play outside of the box. I, I don't know play. what our box is. I don't think this is going to work out. <laughs> yeah, mm. boxrobotembodiment.com. <laughs> <laughs> 
I just had um, something come up when you guys were talking about that of um, expectation. Like when you uh-huh. said to Trevor, you were like, oh, how can I help you get out of your box? I was like, oh, no, it's just, it's like, please, just meeting him uh-huh. and like going in and seeing what his box is like uh-huh, and uh-huh. deciding how am I going to play with him without needing to transform him because I found that a lot like in my work when I go to see kids because I work with kids that are home learning uh-huh. and I feel like 99% of what I'm doing is just kind of figuring out what that their box mm-hmm. or their life looks like uh-huh. I'm just going over there and going hey like how can we interact but I have zero expectation that you will interact uh-huh. I just just want to go and see you uh-huh. and see what life is like and then I think as soon as kids feel that from someone that they're I'm interacting with zero expectation from you there's immediately like this uh-huh. you can see their whole bodies just kind of relax uh-huh. yeah giving it's yeah. because I think you know so much of us live with um, a lot of pressure in this life so totally That's, I was playing with play. expectation <laughs> That was my play. That was my play. <laughs> I am expectation now. <laughs> I'm expecting a whole bunch of things. <laughs> yeah. Well, and patience. You're kind of talking about patience too, though, right? Uh-huh. Like, because the thing is, is I do like to challenge people's boundaries. Mm-hmm. It's just something I like to do, but I don't like to do it at the expense of like hurting them. Mm-hmm. or making them stressed out or angry or pissed off. You know, it's like finding that balance of just... An edge. Just pushing their boundaries just uh-huh. a little bit for enough for them to make them feel maybe a little bit uncomfortable, but slightly okay with it. Mm-hmm. But then you don't push it any further. Yeah. That's as far as you go, and then you dial it back. And then you've tested it, and then they're like, oh, okay, yeah, you were just kidding. Okay, that was funny. And then, the, But then they slowly, when you do that and you're patient over time... It's like this feral cat that we just, that Zora and I just adopted. Mm, mm. Like Zora and I just adopted a feral cat from the SPCA about three months ago. So we brought him home and we set him up in the bathroom. Uh, We kept the door closed, I think, for like the first week. Mm -hmm. We kept him locked in there. But we had his litter box and his food and blankets and stuff. And he stayed in that bathroom for three months, three, not quite three months, maybe two months. But we just, over time, we just kept going in there and talking to him. Aww. Zora suggested we get a few toys so that we could touch him without touching him. Got a few toys. And now this cat is like, he's he's in the pocket. He's in the zone. Aww. He's like, he's out. He's playing. He's rubbing against us. He's like wow. so affectionate and so loving. But in the beginning, you couldn't go in there and go, hey, kitty cat, you want to play? <laughs> he would have been like, rah! <laughs> He would have ripped your hand off because mm-hmm. he was terrified, right? But it makes a, me think the play, though, then is just like really gen- like these so gentle, like gentle little moments, and like just, that's play too. And sometimes just your voice, yeah, gentle, gentle, being playful with your voice a little yeah, bit, yeah, maybe with your body language a little bit. Because it's like as you're describing that your body language and stuff, it's like play is inviting. Yeah, there's like an inviting. Like, you're inviting, inviting. Yeah, but letting the other person in. beautiful and how healing and it makes me think about what i was thinking about is how healing play is in relationship in general like if couples can laugh you know i remember in one of my courses they said when you have a really serious thing to talk to your partner about use a puppet (laughs) oh yeah so i have this puppet in my kitchen so whenever yes (laughs) so when you have something 
stressful to say to your partner. You pull out this puppet, and the puppet says it. Really? And I tell yeah. <laughs> and it's this bear puppet with this smiley face. And I tell you, like, it's so helpful because suddenly what you're saying is like, you know, uncomfortable, but it's, it's there's this playfulness. And so it just helps everything, like, have so much more space. It's a little bit disarming. Yeah, mm. it's like creepy. Because space. you've transferred. It's actually not you saying it. Uh-huh. uh-huh. It's, yeah. <laughs> it's this puppet. It's this puppet <laughs> that's saying it. <laughs> And he always says it with this like sly grin on his face too. Right, <laughs> which is also disarming. He's <laughs> <is> so fluffy. <laughs> and then it's just like there's enough space, you know. Like totally. that's the thing. Yeah, yeah Barry yeah. and I have talked about doing things where we just everything that we talk about if it's tension filled is op- do it in opera or do it in a haiku. Or, <laughs> oh yeah, like try to. Keep- do it. Like, as you're doing the chicken dance, you're like yelling at each other, say that to me in a haiku! <laughs> now! It's like, oh god, they give a haiku! <laughs> Just it'll, haiku it'll pull you out of your fight or flight. Yeah. I can't think of a haiku, I'm too stressed out. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh man, it's so funny. Mm. one of my most favorite ways to play and i don't know if you guys can relate to this but i have this thing that i do where i'll just i just many times throughout the day i just think it's so funny that i'm a human (laughs) you know like just walking around doing my thing and then i kind of pop out of my humanness and i laugh because it's just such a funny thing (laughs) what we're doing you know this whole thing and this i love to laugh because it just takes this like the laughing, it's like popping out of the role, popping out of the role of like, I'm doing the dishes. This is, I have all these things to do. It's like popping out of the role and laughing. And yeah. then there's like all this space. Yeah. That's what it feels like you do, Trevor. That's what it feels like I do. Yeah. You pop people out. Yeah. Pop them out. <laughs> you're, pop, you're popping them out. Pop them out. <laughs> They're popping out of the trance. That's yeah. what it, yeah, out of the trance. Popping out of the trance. Popping out of the trance. We've got a lot of really good taglines for you here yeah. today. We're going to have to go back, <laughs> I'm going to have to go back and listen over to the, uh, listen over and yeah. write them all down. Write them all down. And like have little buttons, because Trevor has these buttons he wears, and you could have these buttons that you wear, like, that what he is, makes? <laughs> time they... travel idiot portal or something like that. Oh yeah, time travel, yeah. Idiot portal. You make the buttons? Well, I had an ask me button that uh-huh. I used to wear. It was a, a friend gave me a button that, you know, it's like maybe somebody is working at like a, a convention or something and they were a volunteer. So they just had a, it was a yellow button with a black letters and it just said, ask me. So I used to just wear that button. You know, I used to wear a sissies at work a lot. And people asked him about it a lot. <clears throat> yeah. And then my friend Eric made me one with his, with his uh, laser, like his laser cutter or whatever he made me a one out of wood that said ask me Mm. and put and that's a form of play like just wearing a button that just says ask me yeah it made me have a lot of questions well it's funny (laughs) it's funny because i get asked the same question by like 95 percent of the people what's the question any guesses 95 percent of the people ask the same question is it what's that button <laughs> what should i ask you yes ah uh, oh interesting what should the people just look at it and go ask me <laughs> what should i ask you <laughs> and then i'm always like is that your question 
Oh, no. Do you have any good questions? Yeah, think about it. And some people have questions. And some people don't. Mm -hmm. Okay, I have a question. Yeah. What, when someone surrenders to play to the level that you do, is there anything <laughs> that you lose? Ooh. Like what, have you, have you experienced any loss from your chosen playful lifestyle? Well, you know, I, to tell you the truth, like, um, yeah, there's mm -hmm. stuff that you lose for sure, but it's not necessarily like good stuff. You don't really like you lose stuff that you don't necessarily need anymore. Like when I learned a lot of my playfulness from my family, from my dad, like my dad and his dad was a joker and he had a bunch of brothers that were all jokers and my mom's family is. But so there was always humor mm. in the house. Like there was just humor all over the place. Mm. But it really kind of like I became started become coming out of my shell because, you know, when you're a teenager or you're young adult, like, yeah, there's a lot of fear of being overly playful, right? Because you don't want to look like an idiot or you don't want to look like stupid or you don't want to look like a loser. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But I had this friend in like high school, like my friend Ian, who I did kids music with for like nine years. But we went to high school together and we played heavy metal music together in our early 20s. And he used to do this TV show in Kamloops called Euphoria Emporium. It was like kind of like Kids in the Hall sketch comedy type stuff it was all friends of mine that i went to high school with and they just went down to cable 10 pitched them got the show and they i think they did like 22 episodes hmm. and i would just watch ian on the screen and just be like what the heck and he was just he would go out in public and just be an idiot in public and look <laughs> like a total like people are like what the hell's wrong with that guy and he would do it just say he was very Andy Kaufman. Uh -huh, that's what I was thinking of. Like to give you an example, and he was really good at reading people. Like I and I would just observe him and watch him play. Uh. And I learned to like let go of my fears. I started like having less fear about what I wore uh -huh. and what I looked like, right? I started being more playful and I got a lot of that from him. Uh-huh. Like in a perfect you want to hear a good Ian McLaren story? A quick little playful Ian story? Kamloops, BC, Ian had this moped that he used to ride around all the time. He was the moped guy. But he was also on this TV show, and everybody knew him as this character, Greg Salome. And he would stand downtown, and he would interview people. So Adam was on the camera, and Ian would just stand in front of the camera. He had these big glasses, and he would just ask ridiculous questions. He would just stop random people in the street and ask them stupid questions. And people were like, I don't know. Well, that takes so much courage. Yeah, totally. <laughs> so much courage. So he's going home, and he tells me this story. He was going home one night, and he had this helmet that he had bought at Value Village, and it had a brain painted on it. So it was all—it was a brain helmet, basically. And he had these big sunglasses. He's a small guy around my size, kind of got a bit of a hook nose. And he's, he, he's driving down the main drive, Victoria Street in Kamloops, and he pulls up to the plaza. Now, I might be embellishing. This is 20 years ago, so... <laughs> If Ian hears this, he's like, that's not how it happened. I'm like, I'm giving you my best version of this story. Mm -hmm. He pulls up to the plaza, and the plaza was a strip club, right? It's 2 o'clock in the morning or whatever, and there are all these bikers standing outside eating hot dogs and stuff, and Ian pulls up at the light, and he's wearing his weird tweed jacket and the brain helmet and the sunglasses, <laughs> and he's on a moped, right? <laughs> and he just looks over at them, and he goes... 
me me <laughs> and gives them a little toot and they're like loser and they're all like and they start throwing oh, it's like no. yeah one guy threw stuff at me and they're like ah, nice bike loser and they're yelling at him so this is ian <laughs> ian goes around the block do, 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 comes back for another round drives right up to the light second time the guy same guys he looks over at them me me <laughs> gives him a nod and the second time they were like yeah <laughs> commitment Commitment. Because they understood uh-huh. he was fucking with them. Yeah. Right. The first time, they're like, what a loser. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Second time. Uh-huh. They got it. He's fucking with they us. They got it. And they got it. <laughs> he committed to it. He committed to it. And, uh-huh. like, I would watch him do stuff like that all the... That uh-huh. was, like, one thing that uh-huh. he would do. Like, <clears throat> many of my mannerisms, you'll know. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Many of them, a lot of them will co- came from, I keep them alive. Uh-huh. I like, uh-huh. you know, like the whole Darcy thing. Like, I don't know if you've ever heard me do Darcy. Yes, I have. Yeah. Yeah. That was a, <laughs> yeah. He would just walk into random stores oh, and yeah. just yell out Darcy's name. Well, this makes me wonder how many people you are inspiring to step into that. Right. Because mm-hmm. this is the power of that. Uh, the power of it. And the yeah. power of like showing that. Yeah. Um, courage, that commitment, and like the weight, what it can evoke in people, mm-hmm. like a bunch of bikers, you know. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. It's yeah. Like, it's a magic tool. It's a magic. It is tool. a magic tool. And like yeah. to awaken in a way that like nobody else could. Like, exactly. That's the whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. And and because I think people feel it energetically too. Uh-huh, uh-huh. They sense it. They're, the the energy might be clouded by their own uh-huh, story. Uh huh. Uh-huh. But if you can just uh-huh. be playful enough and, and kind of read the energy, you can get through and uh-huh. then it just can... It unites. Yeah. It unites. Like in that moment, the bikers and Ian were one. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Tweed and brain helmets. Yeah, whatever it and was hot he was dogs. wearing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like it's all one. I don't know. My brain might be filling in some of that stuff, right? But it's still a good story, right? I mean, that's the basic gist. He did it twice. That's all I know. He, he did it the first time, and they were like, yeah. He did it the second time, and they're like, ah. Uh-huh. Oh, my goodness. But I really like, Rochelle, how you talked about surrender, because really, I have this moment in my life where I notice this edge, and I'm like, okay, Courtney, are you going to surrender to the play? Like, I can feel that place of choice. And it is mm-hmm. a surrender. Mm-hmm. A surrender to not knowing what the next moment's going to be. Yeah, I love your description of that. Yeah. Like, if you can live that in your whole life, it's incredible. Yeah. And yeah. imagine getting there through this kind of play therapy. Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, Rochelle, you were saying, like, you, you were, we were talking about uh, play therapy. Uh-huh. But, like, you were saying that, is there adult? Uh-huh. You were asking about Yeah, well, you just said clown school. Clown school. Yeah, clown school. Yeah. And it's emerging more and more, um, like, where I have a friend who's actually going to clown school, and my brother does clown work, and um, there's actual play, like, bringing out play. Like, there is this more and more of this happening, like, games that adults can play and body movement. And in a way, like, ecstatic dance is a form of, that's play, like, adult dancing. It is. That's play because it's spon- It's just total spontaneity. Yeah. I've had many sword fights in ecstatic dance. I've been an orangutan. I've been all kinds of things. Mm-hmm. You know, in ecstatic yeah. dance. Yeah. And do you have other suggestions for adults that want 
Yeah. Therapy. Like want play therapy? Yeah. Beyond clown school. Yeah, well, they can just come over for dinner. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> or like or like what I love about what you shared is like go out in the forest and like maybe like connect with a tree or Well, yeah, and you can you can be play like so you can play with others but you can play with yourself. Yeah. You, know? you can always play with yourself when no one's around. I play with myself when no one's around all the time. <laughs> <laughs> Uh-huh. No pun intended. <laughs> um, but, you know, like just making faces or doing different voices uh-huh. or like trying to express with your body more. Uh-huh. If no one's around to see you, you can take a few more risks when you're by yourself. So, like, sure, like play around when you're at home. If you don't feel super confident and comfortable in, like, playing in front of others, then, yeah, like just try experimenting and playing.